key figures in the history of the trans community. Christine Jorgensen, a trans woman. She was the first major trans figure in the public eye. Brandon Tina, a transgender youth who was murdered in Nebraska. This murder allowed for there to be a movie created in his honor that brings national awareness to the trans community. Reed Erickson, a trans man, was the creator of the Erickson Educational Foundation and donated millions of dollars to promote gay and transgender equality. Lou Sullivan, a trans man, was the founder of FTM International, which is the oldest organization for trans men. Key events, the Compton Cafeteria Riots of 1966, which was a series of riots where trans women took a stand against discrimination and police harassment. The Stonewall Riots of 1969, which were a series of spontaneous demonstrations by members of the gay community in response to a police raid where a lesbian woman was hit in the head by an officer. In 1999, we had the first Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is a day where people remember those who were victims of anti-transgender violence. In 2010, employment protections were extended to trans federal employees. In 2020, Sarah McBride becomes the first openly trans state senator and the country's highest ranking trans official. Injustice in the trans community. Some stigma, harassment, and discrimination the trans community has endured is the fact that there is no comprehensive federal non-discrimination law that includes gender identity, making trans people lack the resources to protect themselves when they face harassment, discrimination, etc. Some stigma the trans community has endured can be shown by data collected within the past five years that shows only 25% of people in the U.S. support trans rights. Recent data of trans individuals shows that over 75% of trans individuals face discrimination in their K through 12 education. Over 50% of trans do not vote because of fear of harassment and discrimination at the polls. The lack of federal support that the trans community has had to endure is atrocious. The trans community has lack of health care coverage. Over 80% of trans individuals don't have documents that match their current gender identity due to harassment when trying to acquire these documents. And the unemployment rate that the trans community endures with trans individuals facing double the rate of unemployment compared to the general population. Trans community goals. The ability to change government paperwork to accurately represent the individual's gender identity, equal health care protection and police protection compared to non-trans individuals, society's embrace of different gender identities and expressions instead of blaming transgender and gender non-conforming people for bringing the discrimination and violence onto themselves, and last, federal laws put in place to protect the rights of those within the trans community. Hi guys, welcome back to the very next episode of Let's Talk Trans. You'll be here with me Kamora today as we sit down, we groove, listen to jazz, and we talk about the important people in the jazz community. So let's get started. Let's settle in. 
And our first person we're going to talk to, well, the first person we're going to start with is Irene Cox. As we all know, Irene, as she made her first debut, was in Orange is the New Black. If you haven't seen Orange is the New Black, it's this show on Netflix where all these ladies are in jail and they all have a past. And where her character, she's in there because she's a transgender woman. So she's with the females. And she only ended up in there because she took money from the places that she, that were burned down to pay to get, you know, her hormones corrected, boobs and everything. But she paved the way because without her in the community, she it would not lead away for other transgenders actors or ever since Orange is the New Black has debuted it, 50% more transgender actors and actresses have went out and tried for shows, have actually been modeling more, have actually been getting out there in the world. So that's her. Next we have, I think, is very important. CC McDonald's. In June 2012, she was on trial for stabbing a man that assaulted her and her friends outside of a bar. It was a group of transgenders that this man assaulted outside of bars. They were trying to make her spend 10 years in jail just because she is trans, and she defended herself against her attackers. This became known state and national wide because if it was just a regular female, she could claim self-defense and get away with it. But that's not what happened in this case. She went through trial, and she fought and fought and fought and did not give up. And she was proven not guilty. The jury ruled in her favor because they knew right from wrong. Transgenders still had to protect themselves. Therefore, that's when it was a law that police had to protect transgenders, had to make sure they were safe. And it was a special unit or special people to talk to these people so that they're comfortable. Like sexual assault, they have special nurses for that. All because of this one case being brought to everybody's attention. I say let's give CC McDonald a big round of applause for what she did and that she did not give up her fight. Now moving into our next person, we have Raquel Bills. She is a former organizer of the Transgender Law Center. She started from nowhere. Let's get that straight nowhere at the, you know, very bottom of the pyramid. And now she's the director of communications for the Transgender Women's Foundation. She's at the top now. She started the organization with nothing at all. But she wanted these females, these these females to have a voice, to know that they matter, that they're being listened to with no funding at all, none. 
but they are being listened to and they are funded. That is kudos to you, sis, because not a lot of people would do that. Not a lot of people want to hear where they're coming from. Not a lot of people want to hear out transgenders. They just want them away from them and not caring. But what people fail to realize is transgenders are people too. They're loving, they're caring, they're sweet, and they're they're outgoing. This put the transgender community up by 10 just because they have their own support that they're being loved. Now, for my very last person, I think this girl is very courageous and brave for what she did. Because if it was anybody else coming out at the age she did, I don't think they would have been able to hold through it. So, as I talk about this person, let's just keep in mind what I just said. Jazz Jennings. Y'all may know her all over YouTube, everything like that. Jazz Jennings first came out wanting to be a transgender when she was 11, going into 12. She's the youngest transgender to come out and be open with it. Keep in mind, 11, 12, social media was getting out there. You know, you was getting Instagram famous off of anything, Snapchat. At the time, Musical.ly was around, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that. She came out. She made it statements, she stated records, she did everything in her power to let it be known. Oh yes, I'm open. Oh yes, I'm confident about it and you're not going to take my confidence away from me. That set up a lot of people because even older transgenders can't be like that because they get discriminated on, they get harassed, they get beaten, it's hate crime. But you know what this little girl did? She stepped up to the plate. She said, yes, I am this. Yes, I am that. Yes, I am a transgender. I don't care because at the end of the day, this is what makes me happy. And she is the youngest to do it. I commend her. I commend all these four people for stepping up in the transgender community and motivating and being role models for anybody else that's scared, that's in the closet, that's been assaulted, that needs to talk. These four women set it up so that this community can thrive, can build, can do everything. Because from where it started back in the 1980s, where it was nothing, they was hated against, they was mocked, to now they have grew. They made tremendous progress just for these important people in the trans community. Well, guys, that's all I have for you today. Don't forget to be kind, love each other. People are still people at the end of the day. And I will see you guys back on my next episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk Trans, a guide to understanding the injustices within the trans community. I am Deandra Kearney, and on today's episode, we will be discussing injustice through empirical information. And in case you do not know, 
Empirical information is research gathered from personal experiences, and you can get that information from surveys, quizzes, and different things like that. And today I will be providing statistics that were taken from research that was completed by Jamie Grant and Corinne Lewis. First, we start off with the tough topic of harassment. 22% of trans people have reported harassment by police due to bias, and that percentage increases by 16% with people who are transgendered as well as people of color. 37% reported that they were incarcerated as well as harassed or assaulted by the staff of the facility. And 35% reported that they were harassed or assaulted by other inmates. And those percentages go up with different race communities. The Latinx community being 56%, black community 50%, and the multiracial community 43%. 28% of trans people have reported that they had experienced verbal harassment in a medical setting. And since that statistic kind of goes off to our second topic, which is medical care. In the medical care setting, 19% have reported that they were refused medical care by providers due to their gender identity, meaning doctors, nurses, surgeons, etc., we're saying that they would not treat them just because they identified as whatever they identified as. And our last topic that we are gonna hit on is healthcare. And we're discussing healthcare in the sense of having medical insurance. In 2016 and 17, under the Trump administration, the Affordable Care Act Section 1557 was denied to trans people and caused there to be discrimination within health services, meaning both insurance coverage and medical care. And the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights stated that they expect hospitals and insurers to revoke the protections for trans people due to the changes in policies and procedures under the Trump administration, thusly making the harassment and discrimination against transgender people in the healthcare setting perfectly legal, which really is unconstitutional. In the constitutional in the constitution it states that all citizens have the right to life, liberty, and to the pursuit of happiness. Well if you're being denied health care insurance as well as medical care, how is anyone able to live out what the Constitution says that they can do? Like, how is anybody supposed to demonstrate those specific rights that were supposed to be given to everyone? And the short answer is they can't. Their, their life could easily be taken away with lack of medical attention because anyone can get sick and if you get sick and you are left neglected then how will you ever get better especially if it's not a virus where your body will just learn how to fight it off yourself but if it's like a bacterial infection that can get into your blood which will then go through your whole body because blood 
continues to flow and that could easily just lead to death and their right to liberty is easily being denied because they are especially under the Trump administration they have clearly stated that you do not have the right to freely live the way you want to live although the constitution says that you can which then goes into the denial of their pursuit of happiness because how can you be happy when you are sick and cannot depend on those who were hired to keep you well which then goes into a lot of different controversial and difficult conversations that are just needed to be had because it's important that even if you are not a part of this community that you fight for their rights and fight for equal protection for everyone no matter who you are what race you are or what your gender identity may be that being said i hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast and that you take this information that you might have learned today and you share it with others so that we can all just be informed about a topic that so many of us are just not informed about thank you after hearing all the information given in this podcast you may ask yourself so where are we now what is the progress of these issues is it better for the transgenders or has it become worse i would tell you that it has became better due to the job life of a transgender has improved to the point where the civil rights act made by the supreme court was adjusted so it now forbids someone being getting fired based on their sexual orientation they choose or the transgender status they choose. I would also tell you that military officials lift the ban against transgender and openly accept all transgenders, which help the transgenders in uniform to come out and not be afraid of who they are, as well help the people that want to still serve this country and still love and be who they are. I would also tell you in the 2020 elections, the polls showed tremendously. From the election of Stephanie Byers in Kansas, Sarah McBridge for Delaware, and Taylor Small for Vermont, they have shown that nothing will ever stop them. Nothing shouldn't stop them. I would also tell you that the support of the transgender community has increased by 62% since 2019 alone. The progress isn't done yet.